Something the head of the church has for those this morning called to the fivefold ministry. Not only those standing in it, but those who are called and preparing for it. If that's you, hold out your hands right where you are. In fact, in fact no, come on up front. Come on up front. You're either standing in or called to the fivefold ministry you're preparing for it you're not in it yet hallelujah hallelujah hold your hands out hold your hands out in front of you like you're about to receive something I don't have revelation of what all it is for everyone I only have revelation on one but he has something for all hallelujah hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not the giver of the gifts. The Bible said God is the one who gives these gifts. But he has something for us all. Take it. 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 Now you, Pastor, take it. In the name of Jesus, take it. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Take it. There it is. Take it. Take it. Take it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Take it. Take it into your hands, Ann. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. In the name. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Take it. Take it. Take it. Freely given, freely received. In the name of Jesus. Take it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look unto me, Bryce. Look unto me. Jesus is talking. Look unto me. 
for all that you require in this life, but look unto me for the impartations, for there are many, and you're in the right place, and there are many more to come. Take it, dear sister, in the name of Jesus. Take it. Take it in the name of Jesus. Take it. Hallelujah. You're going into another phase in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Take it. Take it in the name of Jesus. Take it. In the name of Jesus. Take it. Take it all. Bold. Bold. Take it. Take it. Take it in the name of Jesus. Take it. Take it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Take it. In the name of Jesus. Take it. In the name of Jesus. Take it. In the name of Jesus. Take it. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Thank you, Jesus. Take it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Take it. In Jesus' name. Take it. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Heart, and I've been meditating on some things along this line, but this is what the Spirit of God is saying to some people in this room. And we can all uh, have seasons where we need to increase in this. But those of you who came forward don't treat it lightly that just impartations alone are you going to get you into the ministry. Because if you're not faithful in helps ministry, well, my kids, well, this, well, the other, it's not going to work. And Pastor Jay and I are not the ones that need to come to your house and see that you're preparing yourself properly and you're raising your home up. Yeah. Actually, some of you have been speaking against the ministry. But yet you come up here to receive impartations and expect to get through to the other side. But I'm telling you right now, we all have to take inventory. This is the beginning of this camp meeting. There are things God has always taught me during camp meetings. There's light that goes, And there's light that goes forth. And there's anointing that goes forth. And he will thrust you in where you need to go. But you've got to be committed at home. You've got to stop speaking about the pastors and questioning it's not going to work. And you're going to have to raise your family to love the house of God, just like the Mises talked about last week. Listen to that service. Well, it was long. Listen to it three and four and five and six times until you get it. 
Amen. We all need to do that. But if you're going to come up here and receive impartations, it's time for us to start doing it at home and be faithful to helps ministry in this local church. You are never, never, never going to reach the level of ministry that God has called you into if you can't even come and be faithful. Well, I've got to take six months off. I can't do this. What if Pastor Jay and I did that? What if Jesus did that? He's just going to take six months off? Pastor Debbie, you know, you're trying to ring us out. No, no, I'm saying what the Spirit of God is saying to help those of you that know you've got a call of God, but you just expect impartations to get you through. There's natural things, and there's spiritual dedication. Well, my husband doesn't want me to do this. Well, you, baby, you just tell him I'm calling the ministry, so you're going to have to live with it. Stop asking your spouse everything you need to do. I understand. We need to honor our spouse. But look, i got to answer to Jesus. And you, you pull your children aside and say, hey, we honor God in this house. Regardless what anybody else says, what mama, what daddy says, we honor God in this house. And you teach them and God will honor that. I'm happy today. But that's what the head of the church is saying. And we all need to take inventory. I include myself. We all need to take inventory about that. And even those in health ministry, not just, you know, called into the ministry. But if, do you honestly think God's going to take you into the ministry and you're not faithful in the helps ministry? Okay, let's look at that. And let's get the impartations that we need this week. But let's start acting like it at home, around our children. And stop listening to the voice of the enemy that we got to keep taking. You know, that, that, that's just spiritual darkness 101. Take time off from the ministry because, you know, I can't, yeah, got too much emotional upheaval. I got this and I got that. If you are faithful in helps ministry and you use your faith in these areas, God will bring you out of that emotional distress and impression. You got to use your faith and authority and uh, whatever Pastor Jay is going to preach on. You know, I don't want to get on his message here today, but uh, that's what the head of the church is warning us about. Don't expect to get impartations to get you through when you yourself are not willing to put your hand to the plow of helps ministry to be faithful to the local church. People want us to, you know, hey, I want to help in Kansas City. You're not even faithful here. Okay. Not everybody, but I'm just saying, step it up. All of us, let's check our hearts. Let's take this opportunity. Let's be here. Well, the kids have a fever. Well, bring them and use your authority. Yeah, but COVID, I could care less about COVID. I'm not calling for COVID around here. We're not taking your temperature when you come in the door, okay? If anybody takes your temperature when you come in this door, you tell them, I said, stop it. All right? You can go to youth camp. I care less if you have a fever. When you leave, that fever has to go. Amen? Go out the door and use your faith. And, you know, a couple weeks ago, it was a Wednesday night, you know, and we, we had uh, uh, Gina's memorial service of Thursday, and they asked me to speak. And on that Wednesday night, I just was exceptionally tired because we'd been doing extra things and ministering to the family. And I knew I was supposed to stay home that night, but it had been weeks. I said it had been weeks. So I stayed home that night to get rest because I knew that I needed to have strength to do the service. By the way, hello there. We love the, the Rizzio family. Amen? It's good to see you, Rick. Good to see you. We love you and your family. We love you. 
but I knew that, so, so we're not living under condemnation, okay? And those of you sitting in the back and, and not coming forward and just, you know, come on, let's, let's step it up. Let, let's, let's stop allowing our families to distract us and, and uh, staying out and then just saying, well, God's dealing with me. No, 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 no. If you're, if you're called in the ministry, we're going to have to be committed. I said, if you're called in the ministry, we are going to have to be committed. And we are not going to call you up and say, hey, why'd you stay home? I'm not your big kahuna. I'm just saying to you that you can't live on impartation alone and, and, and not, not be faithful. Amen. We love you. Thank you. Turn to your neighbor and say, thank God for what God's saying. Amen. We receive it, don't we? Amen. We, we judge ourselves. All of us need to, from time to time, just examine ourselves and judge ourselves. Amen. Praise the Lord. Greet somebody and then you can be seated. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. It's good to be right. Some of you are glad. Now I don't know about the rest of you, but you're, you'll come on in. If you brought your Bible this morning, let's go to, I think a good place to start would be Mark chapter number 11, verse number 23. Anybody ever heard of Mark eleven twenty-three? <laughs> you might think you know where I'm going, but you don't. Mark 11, verse number 23. Verse 22 says, have faith. Jesus said, have faith in God. Isn't that right? And then he said in verse number 23, anybody ever read this verse? Verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Now here he's talking about talking to a mountain. Unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. He's not talking to God about the mountain. He's talking to the mountain. And cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He'll have whatsoever he saith. Jesus talked to some unusual things in his life. Um, people say, I just want to be more like you. <laughs> and he spoke to trees, he spoke to wind and waves, he spoke to dead men, he spoke to fevers. Isn't that right? Let me tell you something else he spoke to. He spoke to thoughts. And... Uh, to really enter into the full scope of faith, which is what Mark eleven twenty three is talking about, uh, we have to be people who talk to things, even things that you wouldn't think could hear. Jesus, you wouldn't think a fig tree could hear, but he 24 hours later came by and it was dead, just like he said, it must have heard him. So there are things that you and I've got to learn to speak to. Not just talk to God. It's, it's important that we learn to talk to God. That's called prayer. But Mark eleven twenty three 23 is not prayer. Uh, faith is not just limited to prayer. Mark eleven twenty four 24 is prayer. But Mark eleven twenty three 23 is faith in just releasing words. Amen. And so that's, that's the scope of faith. Faith doesn't just talk to God. Faith talks to things. Faith talks to Satan. Faith talks to suggestions. Faith talks to thoughts. Faith talks to condemnation. Faith answers things. Amen. 
Jesus talked to things no one thought could hear, but uh, they all responded to him. Um, and the thing that I want to talk to you this morning about is talking to thoughts and uh, re really oh, mental oppression. Amen. Talking to mental oppression. Amen. Amen. Mark eleven twenty four. Jesus, excuse me, Mark eleven uh, twenty three. Jesus spoke to wind and waves, but in the fourth chapter of Luke, verses three through twelve, he spoke to thoughts. Remember the thoughts, if thou be the Son of God, turn. Somebody said, well, that was Satan talking to him. Well, the Bible says he was tempted in all points like as we are. And Satan doesn't appear to us, so I don't believe Jesus uh, saw Satan. I don't believe that uh, Satan appeared to Jesus because he was tempted like as we are. And he doesn't appear to us. He may from time to time appear to somebody, but that's not the most usual thing. He makes suggestions to people's mind and brings a thought. And uh, that thought is him talking, making a suggestion to get somebody to act on something. So he, um, there in Luke 4, he answered everything Satan said with, it is written. He answered thoughts. He answered suggestions. He answered, you might say, because one of them was cast yourself off the pinnacle of the temple. Mark, Mark, I mean, uh, uh, Luke 4, yeah. cast yourself off the pinnacle of the temple. Now, really, somebody said, what was that? That was a suggestion to jump. Right. Amen. Amen. And, and the, the suggestion was that the angels would bear him up. Right. How many of you know Jesus said, no, it also says in the word, don't tempt the Lord yeah. your God. Yes, right. How many of you know, uh, you got to take one scripture in the light of other scriptures. Yeah. So Jesus said, no, I'm not going to tempt the Lord thy God. Well, there are, there are uh, voices today that talk to people about doing things that would harm themselves. This was really a spirit of suicide here. So don't think you're the only one that's ever had a thought like that. It comes, but what you do with thoughts or suggestions or, listen to this, impulses. Uh, what you do with it determines what happens, whether you enter into the oppression of the enemy and maybe acting on those things, or whether you stay free. Amen. How many of you know Jesus said, answered and said everything? He answered and said, he answered every one of those thoughts or suggestions or impulses and said, it is written. Notice he didn't just ignore it and hope that it would go away. Many Christians are just doing that, ignoring it. There's a place to ignore it, but after you have answered what it said. You have to answer what suggestions say to you, what thoughts say to you, what impulses say to you. Amen. We probably all at one time or another had an impulse to just run where, and, and just leave our house, leave where nobody knows where we are, turn off our cell phone, and go become uh, invisible. You know what I'm talking about? But see, that's just a suggestion or an impulse that is designed to... The problem with you going somewhere else is you will be there. <laughs> with those same thoughts, same suggestions, same impulse. Anyway, you may as well just live in victory right where the will of God is for you. So Jesus didn't just ignore it and hope it would go away. He went, he went ahead and answered it. How many of you know they won't go away because you just ignore it? You have to answer things. Amen. Without being opposed, these things continue to work in our lives. 
Thoughts will come, but you've got to respond to them with how Jesus re responded to them, or they'll start working on you. They'll start working on you. Amen. So um, these things come to all of us. Sometimes people, they, they want to say, well, you know, I don't want to tell anybody what I'm dealing with. Well, when you tell them, they'll say, oh, I remember when that happened to me. How many of you know Satan wants you to think you're an oddball? You're, 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 you're one out. You're different than everybody else. You're weird. Nobody else goes through what you go through. Yeah, nobody else except everybody else in the church, you know. Everybody else in the body of Christ. These things come to all of us. Well, I heard a voice, and it was suggesting wrong things and so forth. I must need the devil cast out of me. Well, Jesus heard a voice yes, through a thought. Yes, sir. That's right. That's right. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, and uh, he didn't need the devil cast out of him. Not all demon activity is on the level of demon possession. Not all demon activity is on the level of it needs to, somebody needs to cast the devil out of somebody. You're, as a believer, you're an authority. Yeah. And as long as you still have some rationale to your mind, yes. you haven't completely lost your mind, yes. you can choose to exercise that authority. Yes. And need to choose to exercise that authority. So, um, and don't misunderstand me, people can agree with you and so forth and so on, but but uh, you need to bring your authority to it because ultimately it's your authority that's going to not only make you free, but keep you free. Yes. Amen. 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 So uh, you've not done something wrong because these things come to you. These thoughts come to you. Uh, thoughts come to everyone. It's what you do with it that determines the outcome. How many of you know it's like a salesman coming to your front door? You can't keep him from coming to your front door, but you can sure keep from opening the door. You can just say, no, thank you, right? Close the door, walk in your dominion, because that's your pledge, your realm of authority, and you can say no. Amen. So I want to talk to you about dominion this morning. I want to talk to you about dominion over thoughts. But more than that, I want to talk to you about dominion over mental oppression. Because um, this has been a subject, and I, I, I started getting some stirrings about it uh, a day, no, two days ago, <laughs> because... Because the Lord spoke to me about something that was coming against me. I went through an entire day recently with an, just, just an attitude. Nobody's ever done that before. Just. Somebody say something. Now, I, I probably was more aware of it than anybody else. Because I asked somebody, I apologize if I've had a bad attitude all day. And they said, didn't say much about it. They didn't notice it as much as I did. Because I, I, I was aware of the impulses. Bite this person's head off. Talk critically about this person. It was just, anybody ever had a day like that? You know, that can be mental oppression. That can be a form of mental oppression. There's, there's something opposing you in the spirit realm. Well, we all know, I think, maybe to a degree. Let me, let me, what that's like. Let me go through a few things that, that through, through, through a few ways this mental oppression can be, uh, can be manifested. Would you like to look at that a little bit? Um, mental oppression can be manifested through just like what I just said. It can be, uh, it can be manifested through uh, somebody is one way one moment and another way another moment. 
Anybody know what I'm talking about? You need not be the kind of Christian that nobody knows which one of you is going to show up that day. <laughs> Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, because to be honest with you, uh, there are people that you just don't know which one of them, which version of them you're going to meet that day. Now, I know what I'm talking about. I grew up in a home of mental oppression. And I know there were times that it was that person, and there were times yep. that's not them. Exactly. Right. Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. Yes, sir. See, we're talking about things nobody likes to talk about, but it's helping. We, we need to talk about these things. I just told you about a day I went through, so don't think I'm just preaching at you. The, the reason that I started thinking about it as I woke up the next, well, it was, it was the wee hours of the next morning, I woke up. <laughs> And I was like, Lord, I, I am so sorry for the way I was acting. He said, that's, mental, that's, that's what he said to me. He said, that's mental oppression. Yeah. I wasn't on my game that day. Yeah. You've always been on your game, but <laughs> I wasn't totally on my game that day. Hey, man, this is, they're looking at me funny over here. <laughs> but, but so I didn't catch what was going on. Yeah. But I woke up wee hours of the next morning. I said, Lord, you know, I, I didn't, I, this wasn't me. And he said, yeah, it was mental oppression. I'm like, ringy dingy. Yeah, come on, come on, sir. Come on. Amen. Amen. Have you ever had a bad report and a heaviness tries to get in you and an oppression tries to get in and it depress your emotions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. We see it all the time in pastoral care. Soon as a bad report comes, a, a mental oppression changes their whole outlook on life, changes their, their demeanor, changes the look on their face. That's mental oppression. Y'all still understand what I'm talking about? It's spiritual in its origin. Amen. And so um, a lot of times uh, physical attacks or, you know, some sort of trauma situation in somebody's life or something, it comes with whatever that was, but it also comes with a mental attack along with it. And we need to be, uh, and there are seasons like that. You remember in Luke 4, after Jesus resisted the enemy three times, and the Bible said, Jesus' uh, final resistance says, get behind me, you know. And then the Bible says, Satan left him for a season. Notice Jesus was in a season of pressure and, and uh, suggestions coming to his mind. Why? Because he's getting ready. The anointing just came on him, and he's getting ready to go into another phase of ministry. Satan's trying to keep him, trying to knock him out, keep him from fulfilling that. And so you'll go through seasons just like Jesus. You'll go through seasons where there's all sorts of opposition, pressure, uh, 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 you know, whatever, it could manifest different ways. Attacks of fear, attacks of, of condemnation, attacks of I've been unsuccessful. And you know what I'm talking about? Just, just all sorts of, it can be a thousand different things. Reminders of your past and reminders of how you failed God or things that are totally under the blood. But the Satan's trying to bring it back, bring it back, bring it back and get you under a heaviness about it. We got to learn to recognize these things yes. and do it before three weeks of everybody else enduring your, yeah. your, your, your oppression. Yeah. <laughs> How many of you are recognizing things quicker than you used to? We all are. We all are. Amen. 
So it can manifest that way. Sometimes oppression can be manifest in a bad mood that tries to just get on you. I just told you about me, so don't feel bad about you. Because we all saw yours too, you know. We all saw. <laughs> Amen. Uh, but sometimes it can be, uh, these things can be a direct result of this mental oppression. Um, people describe it as a dark cloud hanging over their heads. Uh, that's satanic oppression. Uh, a lot of people in Cedar Rapids uh, are oppressed with fear. That's the dominant spirit here. You say, really? Yeah, there's another one too, but that's, that's amen. All the people that went to Kansas City last two weeks ago, whatever it was, three weeks ago, they, every one of them remarked about it. It's so different down there, so different down there. And I say, that's what I've been trying to tell you for 20 years. <laughs> but how many of you know what's in the city is not supposed to be in the church? Glory to God. We're, we're the ones that are getting our minds renewed with the washing of the water of the Word. Amen. Uh, things that are in cities try to get in churches. You can see that in the Corinthian church, but we have the authority over all those things around us. He's the prince of the power of the air, and he'll try to, just like the pollution in a, in a, in a smoky room, will try to get in you and on you and all that. Uh, 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 the cities have things that will try to get in you and on you. But you don't have to live that way. Others may, others may but you don't have to. Because you're learning not to live under mental oppression. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you know as believers are told to rebuke these things in the name of Jesus? Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Don't just say, oh, my hair comes again. I, I get under this for three weeks at a time. No, stand up and say, it is written. And rebuke it. And start saying, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Answer it specifically. Amen. So sometimes demon activity in a person's life manifests in the fact that they believe one thing for a while and then later they believe something else. There's been stories I've wished I could tell here, but I can't because I don't want to talk about people that everybody would know who I'm talking about. But it's absolutely amazing. I remember one time somebody, uh, they were asking for some help. And they had been greatly growing and talking about their diary and all that they were learning and the word we were preaching and how it was just washing their mind and emotions and they were being delivered from so many things and oppression and, and all the things that were, had come on them from years past. And, um, but, but they were changing and things weren't right. And they asked another individual, asked them to speak, asked us to speak into their life. And so I said, what's going on? And so this person started talking. And while they're talking, I looked into the, I mean, I saw by the gift of discerning the spirits, I saw into the realm of the spirit. And on their shoulder, their left shoulder, was an imp. And the imp would say something and then they would repeat it. And the Lord showed me exactly where that thing got a hold of them. Now, this is a Christian. Spirit-filled. Tongue-talking. Spirit of faith attended. Do you know the devil don't care that you came through the church yeah. as long as you yield to him? Yeah, seriously. Or I should say through the church door, not through the church. <laughs> but anyway, and that him say something, and, then they, and the Lord showed me what happened. The Lord said, now they started watching things on YouTube against what you're preaching. And that spirit that's promoting all that on YouTube got a hold of them, and he just talks in their ear, and then they repeat it. And that's why they started whacking out, getting into all sorts of perversions and sins and stuff. And, and, and just, they don't believe it, what the Word says anymore. Although it was greatly delivering them emotionally, mentally, 
It was helping them. But they don't believe that anymore. Why? Because uh, they're under oppression. You have to understand how these things work. <clears throat> Amen. So uh, these evil spirits proposition all of us. Probably all of us have had these kind of attacks that we're talking about. Isn't that right? And you don't need the devil cast out of you just because you had a suggestion come to your mind. You can answer just like Jesus did and say, no, it is written, and then turn away from it and just praise God for what the truth is. Hallelujah. And so... Um, Sometimes these things manifest in people where people have what they call what is sometimes referred to as a split personality. That's one way of describing what I described earlier where people sometimes will be one way and sometimes another way. Brother Hagin talked about his son-in-law was that way. You never knew which one of them, which one of him you were going to meet. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? He said one time he'd be in church leading the praise and worship. He's, laying, he's the choir leader, and he's just full of the Holy Ghost. Another time he'd walk up to you on the sidewalk, puff cigar smoke in your, in your face, cuss, and talk to you and see how you're doing. Yeah. Just, just change, just change. Then wow. he'd be back in church again. Mental oppression. I said mental oppression. Just because we're talking about it. See, people don't like to talk about these things. But the devil likes to hide. And we're just, we're not, we're not being fascinated with demons this morning. We're not getting spooky with demons because we really like the demonic realm. We're trying to study it. We're trying to, uh, we're trying to get all this out into the open where we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. Amen. And so sometimes people just change. Amen. I know I have, I have done that in my life. Because I grew up in a home like that. And if you grew up in a home like that, those things, you come out of that home with that kind of thing on you. It's not a generational curse. It's just that you, got in, you were in a place where you learned to yield to that. Amen. Sometimes these things come because of a tragedy, a crisis, or a heavy trial of some, time, of some kind where people get into despondency, discouragement, or depression. Amen. Amen. That's all oppression against the mind. Yes. There's a genuine place for uh, missing a loved one that dies and goes to heaven. Right? right? Yeah. But the enemy will try to jump on that. Yeah. And try to, a spirit of grief will try to get a hold of somebody. Yeah. And try to keep you from going on and living your life. Yeah. I love what Sister Renee Mize said about the Pharaoh's wives dying with... I guess the Pharaoh's wives would die whenever their husbands died. They would just, I don't know, commit suicide. I don't know what she was referring to. But she said, don't be like Pharaoh's wife and just lie down and be buried with him. You got a life to live. A good life to live. <laughs> Amen. And so um, it can happen because, <clears throat> listen, let me, let me tell you one way this happens. It happens because somebody does something wrong. And they take hurt over it. And they get into unforgiveness uh, over it. Or they get into offense. And something comes and starts oppressing their mind. Now they're different. You understand what I'm talking about? They're not, they're, they're not happy-go-lucky like they used to be. I'm not into luck, but you know what I mean. That's a term we all understand. They're just, just kind of free-spirited, just kind of joy, enjoying life. But they're not that way anymore. They've been hurt, and, and their emotions are now oppressed. Amen. Amen. 
God, we don't live by our emotions, but neither do, neither are we supposed to have oppressed emotions. Amen. I mean, you know, people go to a ball game and their team's winning and they come out and ah, they paint their face and do all kinds of stuff. But then they come to church and they're like, oh. No, I mean, if you want to shout, shout. Glory to God. Um, some things have, some people, the mental oppression can come as a result of a disappointment in a relationship. Well, she didn't want to marry me. Well, what you cry about today, you might shout about later. True story. That's the truth. Yes, it is. Amen. I mean, if she doesn't want to now, you don't want her anyhow because she wouldn't want to be in the marriage. So thank God she didn't want to marry you. But I've seen that try to get a hold of people. I mean, after the, after the situation doesn't turn out, they, they change. They're not, they're not like they were. That's oppression. Get that off of you. Get it off of you. Get it off of you. You got authority over that. Get it off of you. That's trying to keep your life from being... Uh, the Bible says in Jeremiah, there's a verse in Jeremiah that says, your soul will be like a watered garden. You ought to look that verse up. I don't have it with me in my nose. But, it, but I think it's in there a couple of times. God wants your soul to be like a watered garden, not like a desert. Like a watered garden. Flourishing. Everything that's in your spirit, all the fruit of the spirit in your spirit is to be manifested through your soul. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. It's in your spirit, but it's supposed to come out through your soul. Amen. So, um, if a person continually yields to the oppression of the enemy, that evil spirit will get a hold of their mind and take further and further ground. Although, for the believer, he has no authority to do that. We have authority over the evil spirits. Amen? Oh, come on, somebody. People have gotten into this through divorce. The death of a loved one, a big life change, a uh, you know bankruptcy, a transition in life, disappointments that didn't turn out the way things should have been. Amen. I've seen people's whole personalities change over times like that. That's not God. And then they go through that for years, and then they think that's the new normal. No, that's not you. That's not you. I understand, because I'm getting older, and you are too, right? <laughs> I understand why, why I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's right, but I understand why. As people get older, they get into their elder years, and they get grumpy about everything. You know what I'm talking about? They've had so many disappointments and so many people that were unfaithful and so many, <laughs> you know, and they get grumpy. I've chosen, I'm, I've decided I'm not going to get that way. And sometimes i got to slap myself around. Because the older I get, the more stupid people I meet. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but I'm not going to let it steal my joy. <laughs> A lot of them are on the news. You know what I mean? And in politics, they just, you got to turn it off. Because I don't have tolerance for stupid today. Somebody... So it must be something somebody put in the air. Everybody's stupid, you know. <laughs> Not everybody. 
The average American is not stupid. But it seems to be a qualification for politics. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, you've made a dumb decision? Okay, go into politics and, and be promoted, you know. <laughs> okay, Lord, I repent. I'm sorry. <laughs> Amen. There's just some things you can't sit around and think about because those things aren't good mind food for you. They're just not, they're, they're not going to produce joy. They're not. I've gotten to where all I do is just read, read, read the headlines. I mean, okay, okay, stupid. Okay, yeah, stupid. Okay. Well, you know what I'm talking about. So, hallelujah. You glad you came? You need to guard, this is for young people, for everybody. Guard how much time you, you, you spend where something else is controlling your thoughts. All right. Okay, let me, in case you're wondering, well, Pastor, I don't know what pastors, okay, we'll describe what we're saying. Young people, just hours of vegging out on a, on a game. Because one eye gets tired and you got to... Or hours of just scrolling through social media. Or just watching TV. See, that's just taking your mind to all different places. And that's, that's what you're doing is you're developing proficiency in not being in control. You're, you're developing a lazy mind. And Satan wants to get you lazy so that he can take your mind anywhere he wants. No, you develop control of your mind. You control your attention. This is one of the biggest keys to success and prosperity I can give you. You keep your attention on what, what, what it is you're putting your hand to and God told you to do because that's where it's going to be. My son, attend to my words, what he said in his word, and then attend to what he told you to do. Amen. Amen. Uh, I could tell you stories about that too. I mean, there's so many stories. Maybe I'll go on the road more and tell those stories out there where nobody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. Now, um, with, with me, go over to, uh, in order to get into this a little bit further, like I said, I grew up in a, go to Matthew chapter number four. Uh, Matthew chapter number four. And we're going to look at some verses here that talk about this in the scriptures, this mental torment and so forth. And, uh, but while you're going there, like I said, I grew up around this. So I, I guess because of that, or maybe just the Lord, when I started seeking for answers in my own life along this line, the Lord just so graciously started sharing these truths with me. And, and, uh, you know, I described how I was tormented like an iron band around my head for, for many, many years. Uh, and, uh, but I was set free from all that, but not because somebody said, come out of him in right. Jesus' name. It was, it was me getting a hold of my, where, it, where I opened the door was my thought life. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I had to get a hold of my thought life. I remember when I started hearing preaching about the thought life, I, I, I never thought about, up until I heard that preaching, I never thought about what I thought about. Yes. Does that make sense? It was just whatever came to my mind. I didn't think about what came to my mind. But being a spirit being, you have the ability to step outside of your thoughts and analyze them because you're a spirit being. Animals can't do that. 
I, I could get into that more. We're a higher creation than animals. But you can, you can step outside of your thoughts and examine yourself and examine your thoughts. And so when the Bible started saying, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, you know, whatsoever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is just, and the good reports of what, think on these things. And then be not conformed to this world, be renewed by the Spirit. I mean, in the, be renewed, uh, uh, be not conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I started hearing these verses, and, and uh, my son, attend to my words. And I started realizing, you know, First, uh, Second Corinthians 10, where it talks about casting down imaginations and every high thought. And I'm to examine thoughts in the light of the Word. And so I started being taught all these things. And I thought, you know, I never thought about it. This was whenever I was in my 20s. Never thought about what I thought about. And no wonder Satan was harassing me. And so I grew up in a home where there was mental oppression. And sometimes just a dark cloud. Now, I wouldn't have called it back then, back then. I didn't know. I, there were people, I didn't know what it was about them, but I, I didn't like that. I didn't, I get around them and I don't like, I don't want to know what that is, but I don't like that. Whatever that is, I don't like that. And I was actually, as a young person, I was scared of it. I'm not scared anymore. I know what it is. And I know my authority. But right on the other hand, I'm just telling you where I came from. And so... I began to get interested in Satan's activity, not, not, not in a weird, morbid way, but, but what the Word says. The Bible said he, he takes advantage of ignorance. Yes. Lest Satan should get advantage of you if we're not ignorant of his yes. devices. He takes advantage of it. So I wanted to know what the Word said about this. Um, you don't need to study the occult or demonology or something like that to know what you need to know about demon activity. You just study the Bible. Yes. Why go to a liar and ask him about his activity, you know? Don't, you don't have to ask people in the occult, what's that realm like? No, that's stupid. The Bible tells you everything you need to know. So I, I went into the Word of God and, and started meditating on what the Word of God said. And I realized that demon activity, and I'm going to go through some verses here with you. Demon activity is, uh, it falls into different categories. And so did you turn to Matthew chapter number four? Um, and there are levels of this. I want you to see some of these verses, how the Bible describes demon activity in the realm of the mental or the mind. And you could add the emotions. Um, and I want you to see how there are levels of it. It's not always possession. People throw all things in the category of possession. And that's not true by a long shot. Now, Satan wants to get people to the place of possession. But yet, right on the other hand, that's not always how the Bible describes this. And so, really, it's amazing to me, first of all, how common this is, even in the lives of believers. And second of all, it's amazing how few believers really understand it or recognize it when it comes against them. How many of you know the first step to gaining victory is recognizing? <laughs> that uh, this is an attack of the enemy. Second of all, recognizing. Let, let's go to this before we uh, go to Matthew. I mean, just in your mind, we won't turn there unless you want to. Isaiah 53 talks about the chastisement of our peace was upon him. The chastisement of our peace. Use that, say that word or that phrase out loud. The chastisement of our peace. What is that? Verse 4 or 5, somewhere there. Isaiah 53. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. 
When you look at that word chastise, that means the harassment or the torment of your peace. Satan wants to harass your peace. He, he, want, he doesn't want you to have peace. The fruit of the Spirit is peace. The born again human spirit is peace. But Satan doesn't want you living in peace. He wants you living in torment. He wants you living in harassment. Somebody said, well, then I need to exercise authority over it. Yes, but there's more to it than that. You have to control your thought life. So um, we're redeemed from sin, but we're also redeemed from its effects. Everything except physical death. And one day that's coming too. Amen. Amen. But yet, right on the other hand, all the effects, like the torment of the mind, sickness and disease in the body, we're redeemed from that. We can live in this life, live out our days without sickness and disease, and go on to be with Jesus at a ripe old age. No sickness, no disease. Just say, okay, I'm done. I'm out of here. And we can also live without torment and vexation in our thought life or our minds. So uh, Jesus not only redeemed us from sin, but he redeemed us from all the effects of sin. <clears throat> Amen. So we need to recognize the, the, the areas we're redeemed from. Yes. Uh, that's what he said when he said the chastisement of our peace was upon him. The chastisement of our peace means Jesus took a tormented mind on the cross just like he took our sicknesses and diseases. He took schizophrenia. What do you call that? Schizophrenia. He took split personalities. Are you with me? He took obsessive compulsive. He took ADD. See, the world's got all these terms on these things, but but we need to stick with what the Bible calls it. And we'll see what it calls it here uh, in a few. You've you've gone to Matthew 4, right? And so um, you have authority. You've been redeemed. You have the right to live in peace in this life. And you have the right to resist the enemy, but, but you have to understand how to take control of your thought life. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, Matthew 4, verse, verse number 23 and 24, Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and disease among the te- people. So that's basically teaching, preaching, and healing. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers diseases, now look at this, and torments... And those which were possessed with devils, underline that word torments. Second of all, those that were possessed with devils, second of all, underline that. And those which were lunatic, underline lunatic. And those that had the palsy, that's actually another physical condition. And he healed them. Notice, healing was for those with lunatic, uh, those that were lunatic and uh, were tormented. Isn't that right? Notice it said torments. So we've got torments, possessed with devils, and lunatic. Notice that's, not, that's all in the same category, but it's not always the same level of demonic oppression. You could put it all in the category of demonic oppression, um, or one is actually possession. But all these mean severe mental problems, torments. Amen. Today, the, le- the devil likes to cover his actions and put terms like bipolar, bisexual, schizophrenia, and terms like that on it so people don't recognize what it is. And, and somebody said, well, you need some medication. Okay, if it helps you for a while. But that's, that's not the cure. That's just masking symptoms. I don't know about you. I want the get the real cure. Amen. 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 
The world is handing out medications now for worry. I mean, they're telling you you need medication. No, you need to renew your mind. You need to renew your mind. It's a whole lot cheaper. <laughs> it's a whole lot cheaper. <laughs> Isn't that right? That word lunatic is a, is a word we don't really use. Well, I guess we kind of know what it is. But it means severe mental problems. And uh, it really means moonstruck. I know it sounds funny, but you know, people talk about things like that. Um, so, so but, but you can see it's on different levels here, can't you? Not all of it's on one level. Now, the, the New Testament uses the word vexed most often in this area. Let's look at some of those words. Matthew 15, verse number 22. Amen. Amen. All of this begins with, with oppression of one's thought life. Suggestions to one's mind. Amen. People come to church and hear this and they think, well, that sounds like mind science. No, it's called, it's called renewing the mind. Christianity is not a mind science. It's a, it's a new birth. It's a new creation. It's a, it's a fellowship with God. But it has all these benefits in it. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give and I bequeath to you, the Amplified says. Not as the world gives, give I. Then he said this, but don't let your heart be troubled. So it's not all up to Jesus. We've got a part to play. But I just wanted you to see. The Lord seemed to prompt me to share things on the side of helping people recognize this this morning. There's so much we can share about living in victory over it, and we're kind of doing that as we go. But, but the Lord just kept prompting me, share, share with people how to recognize these things. So Matthew 15, 22, And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously what? Vexed with a devil. Underline that. Vexed or grievously vexed with a devil. So here's mental oppression. Right? The Bible calls it vexed. Matthew 17, 15. I'm going to kind of go fast. Maybe you can turn to him if you'd like, but I'm going to go a little bit fast. Matthew 17, 15. Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic and sore vexed, for oftentimes he falleth into the fire and often into the water. Now, that's Matthew's account. Mark's account in Mark 9, 22, same account. It says, cast him into the water to destroy him. Wow. In other words, he'd have these, these uh, mental attacks. Yeah. And this thing that was attacking his mind tried to get him to jump in the fire or jump in the water. It was it tried to get him to kill himself. See, that's that's vexation. Amen. Now, see, people hear of somebody grabbing a gun and running into an elementary school and just shooting people up, and they they think, "What what happened?" It's very easy to tell what happened. We've got this kind of stuff in epidemic proportions in our society today. This is not something that's, you know, over in Africa or some other country. You know what I'm talking about. The more America turns away from God, the more vexed they're becoming and the more tormented they're becoming. God has, God has for you and I a sound mind. Sound mind. Sound mind. I, the more older I get, the more I appreciate soundness. Yes, amen, amen. Just, just good sound thinking. Yes. That's why I like Pastor Nancy. I'm telling yeah. you what, just, yeah. just sound, slap me around kind of sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So that's another verse. Notice the words there, lunatic, sore vexed, and even tried to destroy him. Then Luke 7, excuse me, Luke uh, 6, 17 through 19, it talks about a great multitude that came to hear and be healed of their diseases, and they that were vexed with unclean spirits. Unblind, vexed with unclean spirits. And they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him. There went virtue out of him and healed them all. Hallelujah. So there's, in Jesus' ministry, he always ministered to the sick and the oppressed. Isn't that good? Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Now, um, let me turn to this one and see if it's the one I think it is. I didn't have it marked down right. Uh, just can you give me a second here? <clears throat> I just want to make sure I don't take the time to go over here. Oh, yeah. This is, you can just write this down if you want. This is Acts chapter number, uh, Acts chapter number 5, verse number 16. It talks about Saul breathing out threatenings. Excuse me, that's not the verse. Anyway, verse number 16. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about in Jerusalem, bringing sick folk, them that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. Amen. The one I was just thinking of was Saul. It says, breathing out threatenings. He was going to Damascus to destroy Christians. You remember that? If you look up the word breathing out threatenings, it means inspired by the spirit world. You know, that's a different level of, that's not demon possession. No. Remember the madman of Gadara? That's possession. Right. Yeah. He's out there, ah, you know, acting wild and crazy. Right? Cutting himself. No man could bind him with, stone, uh, with chains. Uh, that's, de- that's full demon possession. But Paul had his mental faculties about him. But he was just inspired by the realm of the spirit. Breathing out threatening means inspired by the spirit realm. Not God's spirit. <laughs> Demon spirits. So there's different levels. Can you see? That's not full possession, but he's still, uh, Satan is still active in his life. I just important some things out. I think it's important that we recognize this. Amen. Now, Christians can be more or less yielded to these things at one time or another. Sometimes at one point they're not, and sometimes at other times they are. We've probably all been that way. So we're not pointing fingers at anybody. <clears throat> Peter lived with Jesus yes, for three and a half years yeah. and did it right in Jesus' presence. Yeah. One moment he's saying, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Yeah. A few verses later, what is it, five, six verses later, Jesus said he's going to the cross and so forth. And Peter starts rebuking him. Satan, or Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan. Yeah. He yielded to the Holy Ghost, and here he is yielding to a demon. And people do it sometimes without realizing it. There's Bible scriptures for that also. Remember the Bible said that, uh, was it James and John? Called them sons of thunder. <laughs> he said, uh, this one town didn't receive Jesus. And they said, do you want us to call fire down from heaven? Just re- destroy this bunch. He said, you don't know what spirit you're of. Yeah. They yielded to something, not even aware they yielded to it. Are you out there? As born-again Christians who are renewing our mind and walking more and more with God, we need to start recognizing when we are yielding to something. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Start recognizing these yes, things. Yes. And not be different one day than another day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I could say something. I mean, it's just important that we not make excuses and say, well, it's just the Irish in me or, you know. 
just the way my family did it. No, your family might have did it wrong. Just saying. Possibility. I mean, you know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Then Matthew 16, verse number 23, Peter rebuked Jesus. Well, we just went to that one. Okay, Luke 9, verse number 54 through 55 was where they wanted to call fire down from heaven. Now, 1 Corinthians 10, 20, Jesus said Christian, or the Bible said, that's Jesus, isn't it? Can, said Christians can fellowship with devils. 1 Corinthians 10, 20. Well, I'm saved. I wouldn't fellowship with the devil. Well, Jesus here said you could. Didn't say you are, but you could. 1 Corinthians 10, 20, he said, I don't want believers to fellowship with devils. <laughs> Is that impossible? Yeah. Never you or I, but somebody that maybe sits over there or something like that. <laughs> yeah, down there or somewhere over there. <laughs> fellowship with devils? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yes, sir. That's why they start acting like them. Yeah. Yeah. Demon spirits, whichever one a person's yielding to, that demon spirit will turn that person into what they are. Wow. Come on. If it's a homosexual spirit, it'll turn them into a homosexual. Come on. Wow. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So um, we're not to have fellowship with devils. You know, to, that's what people say, well, you know, I'm not legalistic. I can watch movies and so forth. Well, it's not about legalism. It's about what you're fellowshipping with. Yes. Some things are benign, fun, yeah. whatever, yeah. but some things are not. And, more, and, and less and less is. That's most, most, of the, most of the music of the world and the movies of the world, there's, there's, there's exceptions, I understand. But it's just, it's inspired by evil spirits. Yeah. The people that are singing it are uh, into a cult. On tape, they've said they've sold their soul to the devil. We did a service on that about, what, five years ago or something? (laughs) Parents were going, really, really, really? I said, well, just look it up. So anyway, 1 John 3.12, the Amplified 1 John 3.12 talks about Cain. He got his motivation from the wicked one. Sometimes you need to ask, what's motivating me here? What's motivating me here? No, your eyes might not be rolled back in your head. Froth might not be coming out of your mouth. But you're being motivated sometimes by things other than the Spirit of God. Amen. Acts 9, 1 is the one where Paul was breathing out threatenings. It means inspired by the spirit world. That means demons. So, um, like I said, these things uh, are... Not all demon possession. That's what I was trying to say there. There's, there's different levels of this. The chastise, some of it just comes to oppress people's minds to where they're just tormented. And, and uh, I, I remember one time a lady came to healing school for, she ended up staying. This is at Kenneth Hagin Ministries. She began, she began coming and then she ended up staying. I think she only planned to stay for a week, but she ended up staying for week after week. She was from out of town. And uh, boy, it paid off for her to come and stay because she was one of those people that, in fact, the first time I met her, I walked up to her, said good morning, and was going to greet her. And I looked at her in the eyes, and I'm like, okay, good morning. Boy, she, that look in her eyes, the fire in her eyes, looks like she could bite your head off. Anybody ever met anybody like that? And the presence about her was just... just. So she was very oppressed, very tormented. And, uh, but she decided to keep coming, and she did. She kept coming. She was, she was unkept 
uh, unkept the way she dressed, her, her appearance, her hair, everything just unkept. Um, and uh, you could tell something is uh, oppressing her mind. And anyway, she kept staying, kept staying. And I'll never forget, I went on town, Pastor Debbie and I went out of town for I think a week or two, whatever it was, to preach on the road, came back, walked into PM Healing School, and uh, <clears throat> walked up and scanned the crowd before I preached. And I was just looking at I, my eyes fell on her, and I thought, well, she's new today. And then I said, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's, that's that lady. That's that lady. That's, that's, she's not new. She's that lady that's been here. But she looked totally different. She sat there and let that, wa- that word wash her mind and wash, and she started renewing her mind. She had been there for weeks. I mean, really, a couple of months, really. And, just she, she, and, and all that was gone. She had a sweet demeanor. She's dressed up nice. She, her hair's kept. She looks like she, she uh, you know, you know the word uh, cosmetics is from cosmos. It means arrangement. Her, her, her makeup was arranged. <laughs> well arranged. She looked like she knew what she was doing. Don't poke your wife. She might get... She, she'll put something in your lunch, you know. <laughs> no, she won't. But, but anyway, hallelujah. Some arrange better than others, don't they? <laughs> Mine's always arranged good. Doesn't mine always look good? Anyway, but um, that's what Jesus took. He took that chastisement of our peace. He, oh, this is one of the most precious treasures of my salvation. Fellowship with God's right up there, probably the top one. But the peace of God, because I was tormented one time in my life. And this peace is precious. I, I guard it. I guard it. I don't, we don't let stuff in our home. Uh, we don't let stuff in our lives. We just guard this peace. There's healing in this peace. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Are you glad you came this morning? Um, the enemy is the source of this torment. Amen. Amen. But we have a part to play in living free from this torment. I want you to look at this verse, 2 Peter 2, 7 and 8. We're not far from being, beginning to think about starting <laughs> to quit. 2 Peter 2, 7 and 8. These are verses God gave me. This, verse, this was probably the first verse the Lord gave me about my condition as a you know, young man in my 20s. He gave me this passage. Because it was where I opened the door to the devil. Second right. Peter 2, 7 and 8. He delivered just Lot. That means righteous. He was right with God. Just Lot vexed. Look at that. Underline vexed. Yes. What was he vexed with? The filthy conversation of the wicked. Yeah. Now that's talking about him living in Sodom and Gomorrah. He didn't have to live there, you know. He could have lived outside the city. But he chose to live right in the middle of all that mess. But he, he was vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man, again, it mentions he was righteous, yes. dwelling among them. He didn't participate in their activity, but he saw it all the time. Yeah. Just, yeah. It was just, it was, it was oppressive. Yes. Yes. You know, the Bible said in the last days, Isaiah 61, that in the end times, gross darkness will cover the earth. You look up that word gross, it means uh, it means uh, dense. Yes. I think the Amplified says dense. It means heavy. Anything that's dense is heavy. Yeah. It's like there's a heavy darkness yeah. on people. You can just see it. Yes, yeah. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. You, you got the joy of the Lord and you're, you're, you're just bubbly and yeah. you walk into the store and everybody looks at you for being bubbly. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what's wrong. I got saved. That's what's right. <laughs> I got the joy of the Lord and I'm renewing my mind and I only take thoughts that minister peace to me. That's what, that's what happened to me. We need to be the light out there in this heavy society, just darkness all around. Yeah, that's being fulfilled today, but we're, we're, you know, we're in the world, but we're not of it. All right, they vexed with the filthy conversation. He was dwelling among them, seeing and hearing. Right there's the key. Seeing and hearing. He vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. Notice what you see and what you're hearing can be vexing to you. This is what the Lord gave me. This is one of the first verses he gave me. He said, your soul is yeah. vexed yeah. because of what you opened the door to yeah. seeing and hearing. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, um, people can argue with me, but there's very few movies I can watch. People seem to be able to watch because I have a sensitivity yes. to the oppression because of growing up in that home. Yes. I have a sensitivity to it. And I've not done anything to dull that sensitivity. Yes. Come on, sir. So my sensitivity makes me amazed sometimes at what people. What? Don't don't you know that that's oppressive? That's trying to get a hold of their soul. Don't they know that? And I, 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 I watch very limited. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to be legalistic. I'm just saying be aware of what's playing in your home and what's happening in your home and what your kids are watching. Harry Potter's got demons on it, okay? <laughs> that lady's, uh, I don't know what she is. She's into all kinds of demonic stuff. So, you know, and then you wonder why your children are rebellious. Well, the fellowship, the spirits they're fellowshipping with is, is bringing rebellion into the home. Oh, it, Pastor, don't be so legalistic. Okay, you be bound, I'll be free. And... <laughs> And Disney's gotten full of perversion. Just full of perversion. Perverts running the thing. Just. So, you know, you wish sometimes. There, there are good movies out there. The, the Christian world is starting to step up. And, uh, and so there's, there's good options. Praise the Lord. When Satan attacks your mind and oppresses it, he'll bring thoughts of doubt. Do you realize, remember I said that different, there's different ways that this manifests. Here's one way I didn't get to. Something just keeps coming to you and 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 coming to you. Such as a doubt. An old song. Come on. Things that happened in the past or just keeps coming the devil keeps reminding you keeps reminding you and just hounds you with it or some suggestion you're going to die I'm, I'm going to kill you you're not going to live out your life just just a harassing thought that's oppression I didn't say you were yielding to it I simply said you need to recognize see what it starts as it starts out here making the suggestions from outside your being trying to get in that, that's what you need to do is guard it from getting in. Do you, need, do you know if you use your authority? Thank you, Lord. I, thank you. I, I was wanting to say this. 
If you use your authority to keep it from getting in, you'll never have to use your authority to get something out. Christians need to back up and close the doors from things even getting in. Now, maybe because of where we came from in, our, in, 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 the, in the realm of sin or whatever we were into, something got in and tries to oppress our mind. We can get it out. Yeah. But that, let's, going forward, yeah. let's just keep it from getting in yeah. altogether. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you think that's a better idea? So when something keeps coming, such as, here, here's one, such as an offense. He just keeps reminding you of what somebody did to you, how they said that. That just ruined my life. That just yeah. did this. That just, that just really hurt me. That just it wasn't fair. That just, that just, and he just, he just keeps working yeah. on yeah. and yeah. keeps working. Yeah. That's oppression. That's Amen. right. Yeah. Yes, recognize it. Amen. Yes, good. I said recognize it. That's what the Lord was prompt, prompting me before we came. Just this is what he wanted to emphasize. Begin, begin there helping people recognize it. Yes. Amen. And when you recognize it, then you can also recognize your authority over it. Yes. And you can find scriptures to answer it with and say, no, it is written. Amen. Amen. So these things can keep coming like doubt, like fear. You know, anybody going through a season of panic attacks or a fear? I didn't say you yielded to it, but ever and it had a season like that, anybody? Where it just seems like, you know, fear of failure, fear of, fear of something just, just hitting you. You know, a lot of times that's because you're getting ready to go through a door of increase. 1 Corinthians 16, 9 says, by the doors there were adversaries. But see, he's trying to keep you from getting through that door. So fear, doubt, uh, sometimes doubt. I remember somebody came to, me, um, came to me here way back a number of years ago and said, everything you preach, I see it in the Word and I believe it and, and I know it's true and I receive it and I say it, but doubt is hounding my mind hard and strong. What do I do about it? I said, you just keep, keep answering it. Just keep answering it. Amen. And today they don't deal with that as near as much. Fear, uh, wrongdoing, uh, uh, just oppression with offense, suggestions of rebellion. Or disobedience, or unforgiveness, or unfaithfulness. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You ever had thoughts of just being unfaithful? Just quitting. And, and it's one thing for that to just be a, the appetite of the flesh. It's another thing for that just to keep hounding you and hounding you. See, demon spirits are getting involved there. Anybody identifying it? Hallelujah. We're learning to uh, exercise authority over these things. Well, I got a little bit started into what I wanted to share. <laughs> Hallelujah. Did you get anything out of that this morning? Hallelujah. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to deal with these things, pull down these strongholds, cast down these imaginations. There's one, just a, just a constant imagination of failure or imagination of this is the way this person sees me or they don't like me or, or so. Deal with that stuff. Bust it in the teeth. If the devil's harassing you in an area of a relationship where they don't, you know, I don't know if they really like me. I don't know if, you know, pastor really accepts me or whatever. You need to do something to kick that in the teeth. Don't wait for us to. We'll, we'll do something to kick it in the teeth by just hugging you and loving on you and saying, hey, we're with you or whatever. But you do something. I can't fight everybody's battles for them. 
Amen. Use your weapons. They're mighty. Mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. That's what the renewing of the mind. See, really, 2 Corinthians, that, that verse, you can stand with me to your feet. 2 Corinthians 10 there where it says pulling this, these weapons to pull down strongholds, that's really talking about renewing the mind. Yeah. Yeah. 1 Corinthians 2, or excuse me, 1 Corinthians 10, 2 through 4, is the same thing as uh, Romans 12. Be not conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yes, sir. Yes. See, to renew it, you've got to pull these things down. You've got to answer them. Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We're an answering church. Maybe we ought to change our name. Spirit of Faith Family Answer It Church. <laughs> Amen. Don't get quiet. Speak something. Hallelujah. And keep a sound mind. Sound mind. Sound mind. Hallelujah. Put your hands on your head and say, thank you for a sound mind, Father. I take every thought captive. I cast down every imagination, every impulse, every suggestion, every thought that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of the Word of God. I live with God's thoughts in my mind. Hallelujah. Thank you for a sound mind. Thank you for the peace of God. Hallelujah. I am free. I am free. I am free in my mind. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. My whole personality is different than it used to be. Because it used to be under the oppression of the enemy. Much more. Amen. I'm not, I'm not saying I've arrived, but, but I used to be a, a introverted, yeah. backwards, intimidated, you know, just yeah. Yeah. if somebody else didn't like me, I was insecure about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I just, yeah. but I'm different than I used yeah. to be. Amen. 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 If you don't like me now, I love you, but you're, <laughs> you're missing a great blessing. Yeah. Is that true about you? Yes, sir. Amen. That's not pride. That's just knowing who you are in Christ. And your, your security or your identity is not in what other people say, what they think. It's who you are in Christ. Glory to God. Shout somebody. Give God a shout this morning. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Let's stop making decisions out of this kind of stuff. Yeah, that's right. yes, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Well, I'm not going to do that because, you know, and some, some suggestion of the enemy came. No, don't make decisions because that, that's how Satan controls people. He gets them going wrong places, wrong directions, wrong relationships, all kinds of stuff. No, make decisions based on what's the Holy Ghost saying to me. What's the Holy Ghost saying to me? And when I'm led by the Holy Ghost, yeah, I'm going to encounter some opposition out here, but I know what to do about it. I know what to do. I cast down those imaginations. Hallelujah. Praise God. I think this is a good thing to start camp meeting with, don't you? Glory to God. Amen.